0: From beautiful Burbank, California, this is the Knapsack Files. The ghost of Johnny Carson still lingers over Burbank at certain times of night. And through the fog, you can hear Johnny, I swear I swear it to be true now that I live here in Burbank. Anyways, guys, I got a a special guest here today. You guys always always say, this person's really great, and it's a special guest, and I'm happy to have him here. It's never a lie. This one actually has been a long time in the works, and that's been my theme of the last few months in Knapsack Files. Really buckling down and getting the people in here that I've always been like, yeah, let me get you on the podcast. And and trying to change my life and being one of those people that does what he says. And that is uh, why I'm so happy today to welcome Jason Inman into the Knapsack Files.
1: I gotta say that I have seen the ghost of Ed McMahon (laughs) circling... (laughs) Your apartment, my apartment, yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> not freaky at all. Uh, thanks, not man. I'm, at all. I'm so
1: glad to be here.
0: Yeah, no, it's good to have you here, man. You uh, your and I uh, paths really, really crossed uh, when we worked together for a short time at, mm-hmm. at five for screenshots. That's right? That's correct. Uh, and, which was a, a weird time and a weird <laughs> weird situation. It was a war torn combat uh, zone uh, that we both escaped. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and there's and and there's wonderful people still there. I always I always work as there are great people in the that are digital still there. age. Yeah. People are like, oh, do you not like Dan? No, love Dan, Joe mm-hmm. Spencer, Lon Harris, JT, the gang. Uh, but yeah, you and I worked there in 2015. And, uh, God, yeah, it was that long ago. It was. Good God. Summer of 2015, man. The heady <laughs> Some, days. The summer of stress. <laughs> and uh, prior to that, I hadn't, I'd only, I, I think I'd met you in passing and heard your name only. Uh, and then you had started doing stuff for DC All Access. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of, all right, cool. There's a fellow nerd. And then to come you you have an interesting backstory for me because, and, and hear me out here, we live in this. Kind of time that things are great, things are changing. But we always grow up, you 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 pick a lane and you stay with it. So that leads to like not stereotypes, but like you lock in your brain. Like, mm. so here's Jason Inman, geek, nerd, DCLX, comic book guy. And you go you have a military background. I you do. served. You're a veteran who saw who saw action. Uh, and and I, I was blown away by that number one, respect and all those good <laughs> things. But also, like, how what an idiot I am that I don't think that the two shall shall meet, yeah. But that's true. Hey, you either like sports or you like Star Wars. You know, and that's silliness. It and is. so you are a a. Uh, you helped jog my mind of like, what am I thinking? Break the expectations. Yes.
1: Will it blow your mind even more if I'm like, I am an experienced carpenter as well? <laughs>
0: You're like Harrison Ford. Yeah.
1: So I was a I was a set I was a set builder for 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 a couple of years as well.
0: That's a good yeah. gig. I one of my old security officers yep. used to work with me f- uh, couldn't get on a police mm-hmm. department, so he ended up getting into like set painting. Yeah. Good stuff. I know. I, I didn't. I never worked on any films. I worked yeah. on a lot of theatrics,
1: uh, gotcha. uh, like just plays and stuff like that. But well, that's but that's. But, uh, I learned
0: that in college, and it was like a way to make money. So so all this ties into what you do <laughs> with DCLXIS. You you and uh, Ashley Robinson working on this wonderful comic that you mm-hmm. got going out, Jupiter Jet, right? Yes. Uh, and you get this uh, charity you do every year, which is why last year I was like, yeah, I got to get you on. And then I th- Napsack like felt kind of fell off, and I wasn't mm-hmm. doing as much. Mm-hmm. And you're you're doing comics for troops and all this kind of stuff. So. We're gonna get to that, but I want to get to where it starts. Sure. This background. Where you're, you're from Kentucky? Uh, no? Close. You got the K. I'm from Kansas. Kansas. From Joe stars from Kentucky. That's right. You're from Kansas. Yep. So how how does from the from the plains of Kansas to the big time here in Hollywood uh, in the center of the nerd world? <laughs> how does this happen? Where does this start? Oh
1: man, I don't know. Where where is the right place to start? Um, I grew up on a farm in Kansas. Literally a farm. <laughs> I'm not joking. Uh, in the middle, have read this novel before. Yeah, in the middle of nowhere. Um, yeah. We had cows, we had chickens, we had all that stuff. I, I I hauled hay in the summers. Yeah, all this stuff like that. The closest airport to where my parents live is two hours away in every direction. It <laughs> is so that's why. I, like, I'm actually. Yeah. we grew up an, outside of a small town called Stark. On the okay. last census, it has 73 people that live there. <laughs> It has a mainstream – you can actually go to my channel because I did a video there. It's called, okay. like, The Smallest Town in America. Even though it's not the smallest town in America, I've since learned there's a town with three people yeah. in it. But, well, okay, one of those weird – Yeah, yeah but, it's like in North Dakota or something yeah. like that.
0: In, in the Badlands. I love you,
1: North <laughs> – Dakota. <laughs> the Badlands. Into the Badlands of North Dakota. Yeah. Uh, great show. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm from there. But when I'm out here, I generally tell people I'm from Smallville. Because okay, people that, know what Smallville is, even though it doesn't exist. Right. I've had people be like, oh, yeah, I know exactly where Smallville is. And I'm like, you're lying you're to me. You're lying to me. But,
0: um, it connects.
1: Yeah, I've just always – I always liked science fiction. I always okay. liked comic books when I grew up. And yeah. I liked uh, Star Wars and Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, Star Trek, of course, more so than Gramps, Star Trek. Yeah. yeah, it grabs me a little bit more. I think it's because I come from the small town. I come yeah. from the middle of nowhere. So these other worlds that were like fantastic places and fantastic mm-hmm. planets, like really, really grab me.
0: It, does that have anything to do? And forgive me, I, I, I really do appreciate Star Wars, uh, Star Trek, but obviously Star Wars is is my bag. But um, so I get Luke, Dusty Plains. It's like Lucas on Modesto, though George says that's absolutely not what he meant, which I think is somewhat mm-hmm. bollocks. Like Captain Kirk being from Iowa and wanting yeah. to escape. Does that connect with a you a little there? bit?
1: Yeah, yeah. And also too, it's that's there's a there's a hard reason why. I connect so much with Superman because he was also he's the most famous Kansas farm boy. I mean, That's look at it, and he's the most powerful being in the world. Yeah. And he's traveled to the
0: future, and he's punched moons. And I want to do that. <laughs> he wanted to do that. I want to punch moons. So you're bailing, hey? You're doing the, you're doing the thing yep. here. How how easy was it? Because I grew up in a small town, but I, I, like a big city compared mm-hmm. to what you're talking about. So I had a local comic shop, local baseball card yep. shop. I get that. It found me, um, suburbia in the '80s. But was it was it difficult to find these things? Did you have to cross over three towns? Oh, yes, it was so difficult.
1: No, I didn't go to a comic. Book shop. I didn't yeah. even know comic book shops existed until I was like 17. So well, you are going down to the dime store? I'm, i I buy yeah. my comic books from Walmart. Yeah. That's where I found comic oh, books. Wow. The comic books used to be sold in Walmart. That's yeah. where I would find my comic books. And then there used to be this store. Um, and maybe some of your listeners know what it is. It, yeah. it was called on cue and it was oh, sort of know. like the poor version of FYE. <laughs> I know Fye, but, but it went out of business.
0: <laughs> That's like in, in my neighborhood, my hometown. We had Thrifty, and the next door was JJ Newberry. Yeah, it was like the same yeah, thing. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah, Newberry, but on cue. Yeah, yeah,
1: it was yeah. sort of like Fye, but had books. and yeah. um, it had. It, it first it had graphic novels. They didn't even have single issues of comic books. And I can remember buying like the Dark Knight Returns in there. Death yeah, of Superman in there, Batman Contagion. That that Pulitzer Prize winning you know Batman story. Um, sure. But yeah, and and they, it just kept going where. For a long time, the only comic books I could grab were comic books that I bought through yeah. mail order subscription. Yeah, yeah. Or just random issues I would find in pawn shops. Wow. Yeah. So, so you, I I've read a, like a lot of old like 60s Superman comic books yeah, simply yeah. because I had them when I was a kid because
0: that's, you're, that's like, all I had hitting a pawn shop. That's, yep. That's that's really fascinating because that means you had that means you had to. You didn't just love this stuff; you had to go seek it out. Yeah, you you had to really, really want it. Mm-hmm. So you're on these on the uh, on this farm, literally, which is <laughs> which is hilarious in a way. Dreaming of a, of a, a world outside of there, and that's what comics do. Yeah. So you're abs- I, that makes sense why you'd connect to
1: it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and the reason why like I went for Star Trek so much more than yeah. Star Wars is because the first job that I wanted to do yeah. was I wanted to be an astronaut. Oh, okay. and and I wanted to be an astronaut because of Star yeah. Trek. I was like, Oh, I can be like these guys, yeah. yeah. And then that dream got crushed by uh, my fourth grade teacher, who I was always oh. been. I've always been terrible at math. Yeah. And my fourth grade teacher was said to me, "You have to be really good at math to be an astronaut." Right. And she crushed my dreams because
0: I'm just terrible at math. But and you couldn't buckle down. I, I get it.
1: I couldn't do it. I, I, there's something about math uh, disagrees with me. But yeah, um, and I think it might be the reason because. Um, When I was in high school, I've kind of lost this ability, but when Mm -hmm. I was in high school, I was a speed reader.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, i I'm, I'm fast i'm fasting but you mm-hmm. were like one of those trained. yeah yeah, speed yeah, yeah. Readers? i
1: could i could I could speed read a book i could read yeah. i could read like a 300 page book in like less than an hour
0: were well, you like that infomercial guy you mm-hmm. remember that yeah yeah <laughs> but I, but i could re- i could <laughs> remember Connection. and retain it yeah which yeah. is the key and i'm
1: still pretty fast but i'm not as fast as what i used, used to be. be yeah it's a practice it's
0: a muscle yeah. Yeah. so i mm-hmm. get it math i mean look man the first time i faced a curveball i knew i wasn't gonna My dream of being a baseball player i was done <laughs> but um so the astronaut, yeah, because it's that reality of like you're like, yeah. no, I just need a phaser and a red shirt, I'm good to go. I can do it, yeah, yeah. I'll, jo- I'll I'll walk to the moon right now. Let's go. That's you know, yeah. It was yeah. I just I mean, to a lesser degree, when I was younger and I was talking, think, researching being a police officer, my mm-hmm. my uncle who was and still is LAPD was uh, was like, uh, yeah, you make sure you take some uh, business uh, classes, some uh, criminal justice, and I was like. No, I just want to go in the car and turn on the lights. <laughs> like, yeah,
1: you're oh, like criminal justice. Okay. Well, you got to right. take an LSAT.
0: What? Yeah. I don't want to do <laughs> yeah. that. I was like, all right, then I'm going to do stand-up comedy. That's that's <laughs> going to be what it is. So you're, you're here. Oh, it, it's a classic story when you talk about a comic book fan because, again, now, thankfully – Geek culture, nerd culture, which brings its own problems at times without a doubt. But it's become this positive thing, right? You're a yeah. nerd. You're a geek. Like, mm-hmm. I called you to that up top. Not No fear of insulting you. Oh, yeah. Back then, obviously a little different. But also, what you're telling me is almost like the classic 1960s kid. Oh,
1: oh 100%, you know? man. Where I, where I grew up, and especially the way, and this is going to probably shock some people, mm-hmm. my parents, where they live, yeah. still do not have internet. Uh, They they do not have internet They do not have cable I grew up without cable television Oh my gosh And so like I sort of I weirdly in some ways Feel like I grew up actually In the 1970s Even even though I grew up In the 1980s Yeah yeah And like I experienced The internet showing up at school Like I grew up through most of the The 90s is more where I grew up But like I, when
0: I went home, it would be like unplugging and experiencing the <laughs> 1970s. Like what people like now, like, oh, I just need to get away for a weekend and unplug. You're like, I, I grew up unplugged. That's what I grew up. I grew <laughs> up
1: completely unplugged. Like, I, I didn't have an, I didn't have the internet until I was in college. I didn't, you wow. know, all this stuff. Like, I, I was sort of a little bit behind yeah. with the curve on that stuff.
0: Just because of my age, I was similar in that way. We didn't get internet. I really, really didn't get it till like 94, 95. That range for me would be the college years, mm-hmm. but yeah. Uh, so, but but we're, we're roughly the same age. Yeah. there's a little more gray in my beard, but like by a couple of years. So that, but that couple of years, technology is leaps and bounds. So it's interesting. Like I, f- I, totally have this memory of not having any internet in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, to hear you say get yeah, like I do too. I still, do too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a weird thing to uh, to go back and be like, oh yeah, I had to get encyclopedias to study.
1: Yeah, that's what you it know? was. Can you? I I
0: remember having to go to a library yeah. and getting all these stupid books just to do like one report. Oh yeah. I did an essay on Ulysses S. Grant. Yeah, do you know how many encyclopedias did it get?
1: Oh my God! Flourish? I remember uh, I did a giant in my senior year in high school. I did this mm-hmm. giant, massive essay on the Beatles and the history of the Beatles, God and bless I can you. Re- and I can remember. I love the Beatles, and yeah. I know you're a huge fan of them yeah. too. So we bonded over Let's that. Let's do it! But I remember having to like just find. I, I swear I've re- I've read every Beatles biography that was published before 2000. Yeah. for that essay.
0: Oh, t- you got to get it right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, there's so there's uh, so many beetle bi- biographies and autobiographies written by mem- various members mm-hmm. of of their entourage or, or them themselves. Sometimes, yeah. And, and I remember, like, I, I, you just like no, there was no new information I could get yeah. after a while.
1: Yeah, like, you hit a you hit a wall. Yeah, you hit a wall. It, it's almost it's funny. It's
0: very similar. respects. Star Trek's almost the
1: same way now yeah. because we've seen, we've heard Mm -hmm. every single story about the original series and TNG at this point. Yeah. Because it's been 30 years. It's it's been 50 years for the original series. They, they've, Every story has been said. There's no yeah. new story you can read, and in
0: and the books are just publishing the same stories, same now. stories yeah. over and over. How, uh, by a similar vein, how did the how did the Beatles Beatles find you on that farm? Uh, you know, the craziest thing about it
1: is my mother is uh, a huge Beatles fan, okay. and she used to have this red two door Chevrolet something. I don't remember what the hell it was. Sure, uh, sort of like a hatchback, a, a and Chevy. It moves, yeah, a Chevy yeah. that moves exactly. And she had a cassette tape. Of the Blue Album. Yes. And she would play it in the car. And I remember hearing that cassette. It was my first sort of musical album. And then when the Beatles anthology hit on yeah. ABC,
0: yeah. that was huge. That was transformative. That, like, launched me into the Beatles. 95. Fall of 95, right. Yeah, and that Blue... So the Blue Album and Red Album was kind of a greatest hits compilation. I didn't
1: hear the Red Album for
0: many years later. Was Refresh my memory. Red is... Was that the sixth, early That's 60s? That's the younger years. Yes. And the Blue Album is their later years. And it's got the great shot of them current day beards and facial they're, hair. Long. They're redoing the shot yeah. from Please Please Me. Yeah, yeah, and yeah I yeah. love that. I, I had those on cassette tape. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Those were my first two plus The Beatles. Blue Album starts, I think, Sergeant Pepper's, I think, I is think, where it starts. Yeah. Yes, yes. And then uh, yeah, the Red, uh, 60, but I think it was mostly 62 to 66-ish. Mm-hmm. But I also had, I had those two cassette tapes, and then I had the Beatles Rarities, which had oh, German singles. All right. So my mother had purchased that for me, and I was becoming a Beatles fan, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of scared me, because, like, <laughs> like you know my name, look up the numbers on yeah. there, these, these, die, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. like these German songs. So I kind of put the Beatles away oh, like, for a couple years, and it was my friend. I've told the story for the Napsack Files before, so long-time listeners, I apologize, but my friend Sean Phillips lives out in Vegas now still. We are at, we are at a slumber party with my friend Brandon Bean. I remember all these names, and Sean pulled out... Sergeant Pepper on cassette tape. And was like, have you heard this? I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So here I am sixth grade, not knowing the, the implications of what I was about to hear. So every generation, every kid kind of finds a Beatles. So for you out there, that makes, that's interesting. I I sort of have an experience like where you talked about, about five years ago,
1: um, a friend of mine played this Beatles song Mm. and I was like, what the hell is that? (laughs) And they were like, Oh, it's this song called rain. And I was like, I have never heard that song before because it's it's one of their singles, right? It's yeah, not yeah. on any of the albums. But right, right. I had all their albums and how oh, this stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And it blew my mind I because I was that. like, I got to experience this brand new Beatles song <laughs> literally five years ago that I had never heard before. That's, uh, with, and it was shocking. It was astounding the to me. Like
0: when the rain I used to. Yeah, it's like when the rain comes. When yeah. it would rain, I'd walk. I love walking in the rain. I'd just hum that song to myself. People thought I was a crazy person. Um, yeah. So you're there, you listen to Beatles, you got uh, the comic books, you got Star. Trek. I understand you respect Star Wars, but you chose Trek. I understand. I do. I, I understand. Know, there's just more of it. There's more. There's of it. more of Trek, that, especially back and, then. And, and at the time, it was just three movies. Yeah, nothing time, else. I used to have my friend Steve Morrissey in high school, big Star Trek fan, and we used to get in these fights. <laughs> Over which was better? because yeah. that 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 debate stuff never ends. apples and there's such apples and oranges. They are. As as so up, apples and oranges. As you grew up, you yeah. realize what? A, that's silly. Just because yeah. he had the word star mm-hmm. in the name, uh, and he used to throw that in my face. You only have three movies. Then eventually, I was like, "Ha ha, we got three more on the way." Yep. And that didn't go well for a lot of us, though. I have turned into a prequelist over the years, um, <laughs> but I used to always, I used to, uh, you know, to uh, see the point that. Next Generation is pretty awesome. And Q is one of my favorite characters. It is. Characters. It is. And if you've never d- deep-dived, my
1: favorite Trek series is yeah. Deep Space Nine. Yeah. And I've gotten after my uh, Collider Trek teammate, Scott Mant several yeah. times because he's never made it all the way through. Yeah. It is quite literally not only the best Trek series, yeah. but it is one of the finest television shows ever produced. Star all Trek right. Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine. Go, You go from season one and you go to season uh, seven, one of the first serialized television shows ever
0: oh that just
1: c- yep. kind of the characters the character arcs from yeah. season one to season seven are astounding
0: okay yeah I believe it I, I respect the passion of that mm-hmm. and deep space nine was that's kind of like for lack of a better term the space station it's the space station that everyone yep. goes and it's to.
1: the one where uh, the father and son go to the frontier imagine yeah. imagine like a frontier sheriff that goes out to the like to dodge city yeah. in like the 1860s perfect and he's trying to control the wild town and that's what the deep space nine is and it's and you watch this father and son grow over seven years okay I can yeah. get behind that, and especially. I will give you. I'll give you a little tease. Yeah. Uh, Captain Cisco, when he first yes. moves to D Space Nine, it orbits the planet of Bajor. He hates the city of ba- He hates the excuse me the planet of Bejor. Right. He hates the station. Doesn't want to do there. Fourth season. Yeah. There's a scene where he takes his stuff out of storage and puts it up on the walls in D-Space 9. And his son makes a remark, be like, oh, so this is home now, huh? Four and he go- seasons in. Four seasons in. And he goes, yeah. And he's like, he's like why do you say that? And he's like, because you brought the stuff out of storage.
0: Ah, so I like the idea of what you're saying. It's mm-hmm. not just, it was serialized. Yep. I can get behind that. Yeah, yeah. Eh, maybe one day. Yeah, give, it, if, get, if give you, it a try. If Mance convinces me, if you guys come on here and, and, and just pound me over the head with star trek stuff maybe i'll maybe i'll do it (laughs) i do love i do love it now um so from there you got all this going on the world's in front of you and uh, am i wrong to assume that the military is kind of a next path a way out or Uh, not an escape Uh, i don't mean that negatively but just like a little bit a little bit um i uh i
1: first joined the army national guard is what i joined so i did the weekend the you know one weekend a month two weeks a year um i joined up in high school Oh, okay. uh, because they let you join at 17 if your yep. parents sign on. So I did that in high school uh, and I did that for about four years. And okay. I did that because the two weeks a year was always like some new country locale. Oh, that's it, cool. was out, you know, we, it was, you uh, know, it was overseas. So yeah. that was very appealing to me. Also the money was very appealing to me as well, especially cause I grew up Fair super enough. poor, yeah, super poor. Fair uh, enough. Uh, and then about four years into it, they told our unit, they were like, Hey, You guys are probably going to be activated because the war on terror had started by then. Right. If you join full time, you'll get a little bit of a bonus. Yeah. You'll get a promotion. So I was like, fine, let's do it. And so I did. Uh, And so I got activated. And then I spent all of 2005, the entire year, uh, it was in Iraq. In Iraq, mm-hmm. man. In the me-
0: same year as Revenge of the Sith. Absolutely. So while I'm having fun, <laughs> while I'm here in ArcLight Hollywood, going well, uh, you, Sith is the best of the prequels. You're out there uh, doing doing serious stuff, defending the country, all those good things that are, yep. that are, are real, man. Serious stuff. I have a funny, I have a fun story for Revenge of the Sith, though. Boy, so it hit me. Okay, so when you're over
1: there, when you're over there for a certain right. number of days, they give you 15 days leave. Okay. okay. You don't get to choose where those 15 days of leave are. It's just, you, <laughs> just, here it just, go. it goes alphabetical through the list and you right. get it when you get it. Um, I remember being in Iraq and being so mad because I was going to miss yeah. the last star Wars movie in theaters. Cause at that time, <laughs> <Yeah>. remember? <laughs> oh, Lu- that was it. Yeah. Lucas was like, this is it. I'm this done. is done. And yes. I was so I hate you fans now. <laughs> I, yeah, I was so mad, even though it was episode three yeah. and the prequels weren't that great. Yeah. I was like, oh, God, I'm going to miss it. I'm going to yeah. miss the last star Wars movie in theater. My leave yeah. came up May 10th 2005. Oh, nice. So I got to come back. I watched
0: Revenge of the Sith 3 times before I God went bless out. you. God bless you. I salute you sir. Yep. Um take as best you can to to i mean it sounds like you're not even you don't even hesitate they're, they're saying hey look you're going to mm-hmm. be activated this and that so you make a decision um and, you know again you're not uh you're 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 in the thick of it during a very tenuous time not that the, not that the world's gotten smoother it hasn't gotten that much better <laughs> it yeah. hasn't gotten that much better um you know I, cuz i know some guys mm-hmm. who like uh join the navy to see the world and like they're like I had a great time. We just sailed around. We did some things. I met some friends, and I'm good. <laughs> you're you're doing it yeah. to to you know as as uh, as Jason Schwartzman says to Bill Murray in Rushmore. Are you in the shit, man. Yeah, I was in the shit. Like this mm-hmm. is real stuff. Yeah. So I want to go to that moment. What does it feel uh, as best you can uh, upload uh, to us? You doing the real work over there? Oh man, that's tough. That's a tough. That is such a difficult question yeah. to ask. Um, I'm glad
1: that you didn't ask me the, the, the question that a lot of people ask me, which yep. is, and it's, by the way, I'm going to give you a piece of advice to anybody listening. The one thing to never ask somebody that was ever deployed, especially yeah. in like a combat zone is have you killed anybody? Right. Don't that. I hate that question and <laughs> yeah. everybody hates that question. Yeah. And I always want to be like, are you stupid yeah. every time you ask that? Yeah. Uh, so I appreciate that.
0: Uh, um, yeah, I had a couple, I worked with a couple guys who were, were on the ground in, uh, Oh three. When was the first wave? Oh three. It, 03. Mm-hmm. So one of my guys, uh, uh, who worked for a long time in the security mm-hmm. business, he he was on the ground first wave in, and mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. Oh, the he, initial invasion. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I, I, yeah, yeah. You just, I learned you just kind of let him tell those stories, you know. But you're on a podcast, yeah. so I'm going to ask you. Oh, cool. No, cool. That's fine. No, it's all not good. those, but just I, I'm, I'm again, I'm not looking for details. Oh, yeah. Other other you you know talking about camel spiders, you know <laughs> stuff like that. But you know the, the mindset that that some that some players I fortunately have not had to you know mm-hmm. experience, so I, I you know that's it's so real.
1: Well, it's I will say it's 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 very tough to yeah. describe to somebody yeah, who who's hasn't. never been over there. Yeah, um, he, it's interesting because uh, John Roca, yeah, who's another mutual friend of ours. Um, now he didn't get deployed. Yeah, but it is interesting that there is sort of this common language between military people. Like, sure. I can talk to Roka about certain stuff that I can't talk to anybody else, like in our sphere. Totally understand, um, yeah. And there's certain things that I can't talk with Roka about like because he hasn't been over there. Right. Um, now... I was over there. A lot of my things, because I was a combat engineer. Yeah, I was also a heavy equipment operator. Those were my jobs. Right. But most of my missions were just security duty. It was mm-hmm. literally like, "Hey, you're going we're gonna put you in this gun truck, which is yeah. basically a Humvee with a 50 cal on the top." Yeah. Or um, oh god, what's the name of it? Um, I want to call it an M four, but it's not. It's a grenade launcher. But yeah. There's yeah. a certain. It's been so. I've 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 allowed myself to forget a lot of the turns because I'm just sure. like I'm I'm done. It. You're done. I'm done. You I'm did. done. Um. So it's a Humvee, and you literally yeah. are guarding like 20 civilian semi trucks behind you that are either hauling like food or water or gasoline, right. just random supplies, and you're just going up and down the highways of Iraq here and there. Right. Um. You know, through Baghdad, Fallujah. Um. I saw the border of Iran. I saw mm. the border of. Um, oh God, what's the other one? I can't even remember. Um, well, but I, Syria? What are we looking at? I think so. I think yeah, so. Yeah. I, I, again, I've, I've, yeah. I've been like, forget it. Totally I don't understand. care. Totally understand. Um, so up and down, all over Kuwait, I did yeah. that as well through there. Um, but it was a lot of that. It's, it's very like dream world. Okay. Like, because when you get over there, you're so, especially at that time, you're yeah. very removed. Um, you you m- Then we didn't have cell phones. I think most sure. guys now have cell phones, but then you there you couldn't really have a cell phone that could work yeah, yeah. in Iraq yeah um, and very limited internet access as well. yeah. so you're very much in a state you're cut off, yeah, and you're only really talking to people from home through emails and maybe a phone call like once a week, sometimes once a month. Wow. um and so it becomes very dreamlike and it becomes very like this is never going to end. yeah, and there is even a certain point I remember at one point where you were like, oh, this is just life right now. yeah, like, it'll ne- this will never end. Mm. This will never stop. And I remember one time, Learning because you're always constantly in this haze of like, Oh, I wonder when we go home. I yeah. wonder when we go home. And you could ask your like leaders, you'd be like, Hey, when do you think we're gonna go home? And they'd be like, We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. And that would, they, oh, there's the only thing I could tell you for like a year. Yeah. And because they, you know when they could tell you the day before
0: you went home. You're going home tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guess what? We're going home tomorrow, guys. Pack up. See, I, I love this, <laughs> love this description mm-hmm. of dreamlike because it's, it's, it's more than just isolation. Isolation. You also got your your mm-hmm. your, your team around you, your, yeah. your, your mates there, so to speak. But, um, yeah, that isolated – and I know. Yeah, I, I can. Hear, I hear what you're saying about you know you, you can't just even pick up a cell phone or yeah. a picture. You there's know, there's a there's a conversation,
1: and I've 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 um I've had it for years to tell a story about Iraq, but I, I've tried yeah, yeah. several times, and it's really difficult. Sure, and I now think I've finally found. Um, I, I think I found the idea to, to, to for a graphic novel and a way to do it with a graphic novel oh, nice. that will like really uh, really work, but
0: you need to distance yourself from a little bit. Exactly.
1: Man. Oh, of I try yeah. I try and I, it's hard. I'll start it and then I'll stop. Sure. Um, but there's a scene that, uh, I say a scene, but it actually really happened to me, <laughs> you know, a reality uh, <laughs> thing, but I'm going to, I'm going to put it in this thing. And yeah. the idea is I can remember one time I was talking to this, uh, private, his name was private Shelton and he was with me yeah. and he literally came with us. Mm. He had just graduated high school. So he was a couple yeah. years. He was like four years younger than me when I was over there. Um, mm. and, uh, we were driving, and we were actually getting ready to go through uh, this one road that we had nicknamed Suicide Alley. And you it was, know, it's a nice name. Yeah, this is you know, yeah. Sunday drive, whatever. Rodeo Drive, um, Suicide Alley. At the time, it was one of these roads where um, it was just outside of Baghdad, and mm-hmm. it was one of these roads where, like, you were guaranteed to get hit with an IED. Do you know what an IED is? I do. Okay, improvised Not explosive device. Fortunately, yeah. but yes. So you were guaranteed to get hit with one of these things. Just guaranteed. Yep. And, a safe uh, friend. yeah, yeah, we're, uh, you the odds are like 90%. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get yeah, hit yeah, with you're one you're looking of okay. So we were, we were, the mission was going to take us through that road. And <gasps> I remember me and Private Shelton having this conversation because we were in our, the similar Humvee. I think, yeah. uh, I was operating the radio, he was driving wow. and we were talking to each other and we were like, man, we we're like, can you think about for a minute what we're actually doing here? And yeah. I, I was like, yeah, it's, 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 it's flipping crazy because yeah. We have to treat this like we're just we're going down to Ralph's. We're going to the grocery yeah. store because if we actually think about what we are literally doing, yeah. we wouldn't be able to operate.
0: How how long of a stretch are you on this? Like you're having oh this, for this mission? Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't suicide alley. What is sometimes, it, two city blocks? Uh, it's you know? it, it depends. I, I can't. remember. I want to say it was like a mile.
1: Uh, uh, a, couple, a mile, sure. couple just miles, just a crisp
0: mile. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, Jason, that's intense stuff, and I know what you, I, I, I don't know what you mean. When mm. I say that, I don't know, but I mean I, I hear what you're saying, where you're just like. Let's, uh, do we stop and think about what we're doing? Yeah. Yeah. I, and does that help or does that hurt?
1: I mean, you know? there was, there was other situations over there too, where I remember, uh, there was this one bridge and it was actually over the Euphrates river Okay, and we would always meet these kids. These kids would be up there, you know? So, um, I started asking uh, my folks at home and people I knew, I was like, Hey, sir, send me toys. I'm going to give toys to these kids. Yeah. So I started giving toys to these kids. Yeah. Um, and they were really nice and they would like, they started learning my name. They'd be like Jays and Jays. And then they would start oh, wow. recognizing our Humvee. Mm. And I can remember about six months into uh, my tour over there, uh, our commander being like, uh, you guys got to stop you got to stop giving toys to these kids. You got to stop giving anything to these kids. And we were mm. like, why? They're just kids. They're, right. we, we know where their hut is. Like, we can see it. Like, it's, what's the problem here? Right. And they were like, well, what you don't know is is that, like, a couple miles up the road or whatever, some kids have, uh, you know, come up to the Humvee and tried to throw a bomb on the Humvee. Uh, and so you're just like, ah. And they're like, so you can't. You, you got to keep them away from the Humvee. And I remember that. I can remember that as well mm. being a big thing. of like, oh, man. yeah, Because part of it is like, but. But that guy, I know that kid. Like, yeah, I know that kid. I can, I've seen him walk to his
0: house. Yeah. Uh, like they fed us pita bread one time. Yeah. Uh, you know, homemade pita bread. That's intense. So that's intense. So when you're over there, and and this, uh, this is going to go to my my statement at top. You know, and I hope people listen and understand what I mean. Just you know, we live in this world. You like sports. You don't like nerd stuff. You like this. You don't like that. So uh, I, when I first heard, like, you know, wow, you were over. Like I, mm-hmm. I was, I was respectfully kind of like just blown away like oh that's <laughs> cool i wouldn't have imagined that i wouldn't yeah. even have thought that um uh do, do you connect even more with comics and and that kind of stuff is that in any kind of escape is it and does that then drive to what you're trying to do now i i think
1: so a little bit more yeah. i think i think when i came back from there i had the confidence to be like because i i was very much from a community of like oh you gotta hide this you can't tell sure, you sure. can't tell anybody you're like wolverine yeah
0: nobody yeah. will date you you know yeah well yeah growing up in the 80s yeah, yeah. that's what it was exactly people um, forget that but yeah,
1: but now I think I think I did connect to it because I think I came yeah. back with a confidence, especially since I moved out to L.A., where I was like, I, "This is what I like, and I don't care." And if you yeah. don't if you don't like me because I like these comic books, well, then screw you. Yeah. You know, I don't care. But it it, it I have been fortunate that it is it is now more accepted. It yeah. is more thing. But I will say that yeah, it is definitely an escape. Yeah, uh, and I think that's why I connected to it so much more after is because uh, of the, we, the escapism.
0: So when you come back, you mm-hmm. just like. Need to need to clear my brain from yeah, what I yeah, experienced exactly, ex- exactly. over there. Yeah, yeah. How how long in total were you there? All of two thousand five All of two thousand five, yeah. So the night before you get told you're heading home? Uh we I actually got a week. We got a week. A whole week. Uh we got a whole <laughs> week. Uh <laughs> I, I,
1: think I I can remember because um at the time, I, um, I i i had a i had a lady friend at the mm-hmm. time. Sure, and it was the old idea that she was going to uh, meet up with me. Yeah, like the night I was going to come back. Yeah, and like the scheduling of that was like, well, it might be tomorrow. I don't know. We don't, you know. don't know. We don't know because we also got taken to like a staging area in Kuwait, okay. and then it was like, oh, oh, you can't go on this flight. Nope, you can't go on this uh-huh. flight. You so it was like constant like emails. Like I think it's going to be tomorrow. No, it's not going to be tomorrow. Yes, it's so, going to yeah. be tomorrow. It's going
0: to be Thursday. You know. So. What 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 is what is that moment of, you know, you you did your time, you did your tour, you're going home. What does that feel what does that feel like? Um, it doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel real. And and in fact I can remember
1: specifically thinking yeah. that I was like, uh oh, it's gonna at any moment somebody's gonna pull they're the They're gonna ra- call you yeah, the Jeep's gonna
0: come up. Yep. Get in Inman. They're gonna be like,
1: You're not going home. Yeah. You're going you're going for another year. Yeah. Um and I can remember as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, so this is one thing too. You, you do you know what an M sixteen is? I, I, I assume so. Like it's a weapon, uh, oh, yeah, a rifle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it is like the the normal weapon. M four, M sixteen is mostly what most soldiers carry around sure. over there. Um, I had an M sixteen, yeah. and I had to carry it for the entire year. And when you're in theater, yeah. as they call it, um, you cannot leave your side ever. Makes sense. Um, one of the days, it wasn't like it was like, like the first day or the second day because the first day they let us go out. They were like, "Hey, your loved ones are here. We'll give you a brief like six hours, but you yeah. do have to do, like demobilize, where you turn all your equipment in and make sure the vehicles are okay and stuff like yeah. that." Uh, we checked our weapon into like an armory, so they were like, "Okay, you don't have to have it. You're back in the states. It doesn't matter." <laughs> um, but then when we c- when you come back after your one day leave, you know, we're gonna do all the demobilization. You got to have that weapon with you. And I can remember like three days in or something like that, we turned in our M16. Like yeah. we turned it. And I threw it at the guy, <laughs> like I was just like, take it. Take I, I'm done. I'm done, done with this. Done. I get gone. Done. Turn yep. your back on it, and we're way. So yeah, I, yep. I. I said I said goodbye to uh, M1685 real quick. <laughs> edmunds 85
0: It'd be like if you're a GI Joe action figure, yeah, like uh, Jason. Comes that was like with the number one. at the end of the yeah. on the
1: on the stock. Yeah, it was so, 85. So
0: you come back. You you just do this tour. Mm-hmm. Um, you come back and a plan in place. How do, when you're flying over You think What am I going to do uh, No plan You know I, I knew that I wanted to take uh, Six
1: months off I really just wanted to relax And, t- and take sure. the time Yeah uh, Luckily enough I had the money Because you can't spend money Really over right, there right. For like a year um, So here I am Like a young man Got to like Yeah You know Over $30,000 yeah. <laughs> Just burning a hole In my bank account um, so I actually I actually moved in, but ba- I moved back to the farm. Okay. And I was just like, I'm going to take six months, and I'm just going to relax. And no I,
0: internet, <laughs> no
1: internet. Um, I hung out with some friends at my old college. Yeah. Uh, I, I rejoined like my old improv group and stuff okay. like that, and did some plays and stuff like that, and got back into acting. And then from there, it was um, I had a scholarship in place okay. at the University of Tulsa in Oklahoma. Yeah. And uh, luckily enough, uh, right before I was going to mobilize, I got a scholarship there. Yeah. And I got mobilized, and I was like, oh. I can't I, I lost the scholarship. And luckily, the head of the department there, um, he was an amazing guy, Dr. David Cook. I still remember his name. He was a Vietnam veteran. Nice. And he was like, no worries. We're holding your scholarship for as long as Good. you want. And so I, I had a ticket, but I wanted—I de- deferred it until the fall because I came back like in January. Okay. I deferred it until the fall. But for those first six months, I just kind of chilled out. Um, you yeah. know, moved down to Tulsa. Worked. I worked. I was the night clerk at the Hampton Inn,
0: yeah. in Tulsa,
1: Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, Waking them all the truckers at two a.m. <laughs> and uh, and then I started school again in the yeah. uh, in the fall. And what was your focus there? Uh, Film and theater. Okay. So I I just finished up the last, I did two years at a junior college before, and then I did two years after. So my college career is two years, a year in a a combat zone, (laughs) two years. (laughs) You know, learn a lot there. So
0: so you had mentioned improv groups. So theater and performing had been something that you were drawn to before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I was always drawn to like writing and uh, like directing and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So when do you hit LA? I didn't
1: hit LA until 2010. Gotcha. So I graduated college uh, in 2008, the December of 2008. And I decided that I was like, I gave myself a money goal. I was like, I got to have this amount of money, money before I can move to LA. Right. And in, f- over the course of that year and a half that it took me to get there, um, I uh, wasn't so certain I was going to come to LA. There was pr- a certain point where I applied to be a teacher. Yeah. There was a certain point where I applied to, I thought about going to law school. Oh, wow. um, but I hit the certain amount of money and I just decided, well, I got to go to LA. If I don't do it, I'll regret it 20 years down the road.
0: Yeah, because I could see you being some kind of professor. You, you're getting a prof- professorial uh, I might, I now. might. I might still be. Though I looked at, I was looking, I, I always find promo pictures for my, my <laughs> interviews and right. I, I found some of you with long hair. No, uh, I, I had long hair, yeah, my friend. I respect that. So
1: when I came back from Iraq, yeah. I had six months left. My, I, 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 was, I had six years. Yeah. I had six months left. Um, I did not. I got my honorable discharge. Yeah, and I started growing my hair immediately. Sure. And I that that was when I first point when I started having either a goatee or a beard. Yeah, and I think I've had a goatee or a beard since.
0: 2006. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, it's hard for me. I had to, you know, because of my old job, I, I couldn't have facial hair for like 17, most of 17 years. So mm-hmm. that's when I hit the ground running yep. over at Defy. You know, yeah. That's why the long hair came. It was yep. like, we're doing this again. Yeah. So uh, now it's interesting. So you hit LA in 2010. The industry has changed so dramatically since then where what you and I do now, was there, but not to this degree. Oh, yeah. You know, like, all right, you could maybe be a, a blogger, and, and then mm-hmm. uh, you know, the schmoes had begun, all those kind of things. That stuff with Catherine Reichman doing her show, all that kind of stuff. But what we do now, going yeah. to work at a digital media production company, didn't really exist, so... How did you focus in on that stuff or or did it just kind of fall into place in that way while you're pursuing other things? I I luckily when I moved
1: out here, I um, got a job on Craigslist within like two months um, because I knew how to edit. And I knew oh, I was pretty yeah, yeah. good. In, That's right. Yeah. Yep. I was pretty good in Final Cut Pro. And yeah. I actually got a job at this company called Mahalo.com. Uh, it's this terrible how-to website.
0: I remember Mahalo. Oh, dear God. <laughs>
1: yeah. um, I produced cooking videos from Mahalo.com nice. for like a year. Yes. Um, and then they did a giant layoff. Uh-huh. Um, I was actually the first place that I met Sam Levine because okay. um, uh, the Kevin Pollock show yes. shot in our studio. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Sam would be in there all the time. That's right. Um, I I can even remember. Wow. uh, Yeah. Oh, it's such a terrible company. (laughs) It was such a terrible time. Um, So uh, Mahalo did a giant purge. Yeah. I got out of there. And uh, luckily, a friend of ours Mm. over at Defy, Matt Robb, who now runs Smosh Games. Love Matt. uh, He was also, uh, we we like to call ourselves of the Mahalo Army. He worked at Mahalo as well. Okay. So he got a job working for, uh, at the time it was called The Collective, and now it's Studio 71. That's right. And... Rhett and Link of Good Mythical Morning needed a production assistant. So he recommended me. I went over there. And at the time, Rhett was uh, living in a house, a small house, uh, had a garage with a little studio in it. And it was just him and Link. And they hired me. And I was their first L.A. full-time employee. This was pre-Good Mythical Morning. Yeah. So um, Yeah. It's funny. Um, so we were just doing like random videos. We did like rub some bacon on it, other than random stuff like that. Yeah. Um, uh, in fact, uh, the bacon, the, the the robot in rub some bacon on it, yeah. I built that thing. Really? Yeah. And I'm actually in it in lo- a lot of the shots because I remember that Link was like, we need a robot. And I was just like, how the hell do we build a robot? And he was just like, figure, figure it,
0: out. it out. So I went to Home Depot for like two days. And figured out how <laughs> to build a robot. Yeah. With a, uh, so... Um, like I Combat t- engineer skills coming into play. Exactly, right? exactly yeah.
1: man. So at the time, it was only a part-time job. Right. And I really needed it to be a full-time job. <laughs> Shit. Don't we all. So I started like... Um, I started like being like, you guys should think about doing a show. Should yeah. do a show. And they used to do this old show like Good Morning Chia Lincoln. Yeah. And I remember I was always like, hey, I always like I like Good Morning Chia Lincoln. Yeah. You guys. That. Yeah, yeah. So when we came back from the New Year because it was yeah. over the year, they were like, oh, I think we're gonna do like a show. We're gonna do good, uh, good. Uh, you know, we're gonna call it Good Mythical Morning. Right. And I was like, great. And at the time, they weren't so sure about doing it, and they really yeah. were like, we're only gonna do this for six weeks. We're only going to do this for six weeks, um, and I loved doing it. And so yeah. that became my full time job: doing uh, uh, Good Mythical Morning and producing. I, I helped write the ideas and produce yeah. the ideas and edit the stuff, and I shot it and like all the stuff like that. And uh, at the end of six weeks, uh, they were like, "Oh, let's just keep doing this." And I was like, "Great!" Because this is just job security. Money. This is amazing. Uh, Career. Fun, fun fact: um, uh, the original Good Mythical Morning. If you go back and yeah. watch the pilot episode, it's like uh, a, it's three pieces of toast. With uh, like a plate of like bacon and eggs and stuff like that um, I'm the hands that lay the, down the, the bacon and eggs Nice <laughs> nice. And it's like Red is throwing down the toast
0: I didn't know you were that connected to that.
1: I That's was so Yeah, I'm learning new things Yeah, so here. I worked for them for three years Okay Um, I helped them produce like the mythical show Yeah um, Just a whole smattering of music videos And then eventually Good Mythical Morning like blew up Yeah And I went to them And I, I won't say much about this Because, well, I hell sure, sure, It was like, it's about three years removed, you know, whatever the, I'm not no, no, no. We, yeah, they're great guys. They're yeah, yeah. they're really great guys. Um, and they're super awesome. And they they've always known about me being a nerd and stuff like that. And I was doing nerd stuff on my own channel on okay. the side of that. And at a certain point, uh, I'd done like 450 episodes of Good Mythical Morning. Oh, wow. And I was hitting it. And I was like, oh man, the doing the daily grind is yeah. kind of hitting me. Yeah. And I pitched them a nerd channel. Yeah. I was like, let's do a nerd channel. And and at the time, they were like, well. We don't, we don't know if we want to do a nerd channel. And I. they were like, but we'll tell you what, we like you a lot, you've been our first employee, uh, we'll give you like three months. If you develop a good pitch, right. uh, da, 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 we'll take it to you. But um, if we're going to put you on the line, if, if we don't like your pitch, um, we'll let you go. Oh, wow. No uh, <laughs> pressure. Yeah, no pressure. And But at the time, I was like, you know what, I'm going to take that gambit. I'm going to take yeah. it. Uh, so I spent three months, I worked on this gig, and in fact, I... Um, I built a channel uh, that was based off the competition and at the time yeah. the competition was Screen Junkies yeah and DCL Access yes and I used them as examples of in, what you could do of what I could do and what we could do yeah. I gave him a pitch Gave it to him. Uh, uh, I thought it was a great pitch. I still have it. Yes. Uh, had a great name. Won't reveal the name. What the name was is. Uh, but um, had some people that we know personally that mm. would have been possibly hosts on it and stuff like that. Gotcha. All the stuff like that. Gave it to him. Uh, sadly, they did not take the pitch because did- there is no uh, second Retin Link nerd channel.
0: Yeah, uh, as we know now.
1: <laughs> but um, but uh, and from there, I, 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 I so I stepped down from my position at Retin Link. Yeah. And um, but luckily through that, I started emailing other channels right, and right. Uh, e- emailed Defy, emailed Screen Junkies, emailed Dan Merle. Yeah. And at the time it was over there, it was only Andy, yeah, Dan, Dan Merle and Spencer.
0: Yeah. Spencer would have, yeah came in after yeah, Brett had left. Yep. I know. Mm-hmm. No, okay. And Dan apparently at the time was getting overwhelmed.
1: So I walked Yep. <laughs> yep. I walked in and I was able to I uh, at the fir- at time at the time I was only doing one day a week over there. Yeah. And I was helping like kind of edit some Honest trailers to help Dan catch up and then eventually they brought me full time because they launched Movie Fights. Yes. And so I was there for the beginning of Movie Fights of like The first, like, four or five weeks of just figuring out what the hell is it. I remember that. How does it work?
0: ten questions in the first game. Oh,
1: my (laughs) God, man. Ten questions. Yeah, Yeah, it was ten questions in the first episode. And then we also actually shot it after Buzz. Yes. In Encino. Yeah. And that's how we came across JTE because he was our engineer.
0: Yeah, he was. uh, You know, the story on JTE is, like. So we would do Schmoe's Thursday Sorry Night. Sorry I talked for us so no, long. No, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. You're great. This is fascinating <laughs> stuff. Uh, you, uh, JT would do Schmoe's Thursday Night Engineer. Yeah. we go get a bite to eat, and he'd come back and do some more afterbush shows, and they would sleep in the attic oh, no. and roll out of bed to do your guys' show at 9 in the morning. Yeah, because yeah, we had to have it at 9 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. There are so
1: many... Di- I'm. S- oh, when, yeah. we, when we moved movie fights to uh, Beverly Hills, it was yeah. such a godsend because... There was multiple times where JTE would give us the file mm-hmm. we'd go all the way back to Beverly Hills and we'd find out it was corrupted uh, and I actually, you, yeah, I live in Encino. Yeah, and I actually lived a couple blocks away from the old AfterBuzz studio. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I would always make the thing where, like, oh, look, I'll drive back to AfterBuzz, but if I do, I'm working from home working for the rest home. of the day. I'm not coming back to
0: Beverly Hills. So it was a conspiracy from you and JTE to <laughs> yeah. keep you home. It was. It was kind of nice. Yeah, it was kind of nice. Yeah, those. Yeah, I remember you guys trying to figure it out, and then uh, it was. It's weird. It was weird, man. And Purdue Yeah, it's like when I joined, and 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 uh that movie fight thing was uh I guess we could say no more at these points. It's really weird, but yeah, it was tough to do, man. It was such a monster.
1: It was a monster. I remember, and in fact, when you, I remember when you started Defy. Oh yeah. I remember telling you I was like, dude, this is yeah. a beast. Yeah. And I remember at first you didn't believe
0: me. <laughs> well, uh, here, and so I was I was hired by by somebody who uh, who uh, he who shall not be named. he shall not be named, oh, we, even though I already said his first we, name. Yeah, you know. All right. So Andy hired me, and I look, uh, I, they hired me to pr- like produce. You know like Five podcasts mm-hmm. And then I get there with Screen Junkies Plus Yeah And no one know I, I, The creative services people I was there for the, One of the first meetings They were like We're doing what 13 shows Yeah and so then it was like trying to a movie. I said, yeah, you're, and it was like, yeah, okay. What you come up with six questions and not, uh, I don't mean to say, I hope it wasn't too dismissive mm-hmm. of you, but it was like, yeah, yeah. Okay, sure, sure. It's going to be part <laughs> of like 13 shows I'm doing. And then,
1: no, I can remember, <sighs> I can remember in fact telling my, uh, yeah. then girlfriend, current wife, Ashley yeah. Robinson. Um, when you started, I remember yeah. Ashley, the day you started being like, Oh, what do you, so what do you think of yeah. the guy? Cause, cause
0: I, I, I could see the writing in the wall. I could see you were going to replace me. And I, I will tell you yeah. maybe more off air. I think they attempted to pit you and I against each other. Oh, I, th- I, I, believe it. I believe, it. And, you know, And would be honest, not They, not, they's not the word I meant to oh, me. Oh, one person. He should <laughs> have, should not be made.
1: Um, and, and I'm so far removed. That I don't yeah. care anymore, yeah, but yeah, me too. Um, I remember her asking me like what I thought about you. And I, I remember being so relieved that you were so nice. Well, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah no. And you, you were, you tried so hard to like, let me try to teach you what's going on. Mm-hmm. But, it it, it it was an unnamed difficulty, oh, no, i I and yeah, you were so
1: nice and gentle. I was kind of like yeah. you're gonna be thrown in the fire and get ready yeah. for it. And, and there's nothing I can
0: do to. And you had bet more skills. You had the editing side that I don't have. Mm-hmm. so it, you know, there was no way I was gonna replace that. Um, and uh, yeah, and then, you know, come to find out some of those decisions that we needed to be made couldn't be made because that well i could you know, yeah exactly yeah. There, it was it was, yeah. it was a certain person some, that he should things, not even name some things have been revealed but of why
1: i wasn't getting decisions one of made. the one of the proudest things that i that i almost because because i was fired from screen talking oh, like, yeah. oh yeah 100 oh yeah i was i was told the day i was like i was basically told about on a friday not to come back on monday yeah I, uh, and, and <laughs> i at the
0: same moment do you know this part of the story at the oh. same moment i was sent away to get a birthday cake <laughs> they sent me away to get a birthday cake. And oh, I came man. back and I'm like, where's Jason? He's going to want a oh, piece. I, I walked out of the building. And they're like, he's not here anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I walked out of the building because I was
1: like, I'm not sticking around for the rest of the oh, day. Oh, boy. Uh, but there's two fi- there's two moments that I, I am uh, uh, very, yeah. I'm very, well, oh, God, I forgot the second moment. But uh, yeah. Uh, uh, there's one moment that I'll, I'll see if I can remember the other one that I'm very proud of that I'm yeah. very certain also uh, slammed the door of my time at Screen Duckies <laughs> and one of them is what I like to call uh, Mundy Fights yes uh, it is an episode of Movie Fights where yes. Andy and Dan were out of town yes and um, Mundy was uh, in charge of the show yeah and I was his producer and I also got to be on the couch I got to be replace Dan at the Dan Cam yeah and I kind of like I, I like Nick Mundy he's a nice guy and I think he's super funny yes and his dad was on the episode as well, yes. so I let I let Monday go Dennis, to I Dennis was is, is yep. great. I let Monday go to town. Yeah, and uh, I I thought it was a funny episode. Yeah. I thought it was really different, and I was like, this is really fun. Um, not and and, Mundy, and Nick and Nick had a blast with me and stuff like that too. <laughs> and uh, I remember Nick after the time being like, I only want to work with Jason. I only want to work with Jason. Yes. And then uh come to find he sh- who shall not be named, yeah, uh, hated Monday fights <laughs> and hated everything <laughs> we did. And I'm almost uh, certain that <laughs> yeah. that, uh, that was true. And then yeah. um, I love it again. I love everybody over at Screen.Ease oh, yeah. and stuff like that. But I, uh, the second, I did remember the second thing. The yeah. second thing I remember is I can remember very early on before you were brought on, yeah. I had a meeting and uh, with certain people. Yeah. And they told me about the idea of the 13 shows yeah, and, yeah. and the pay service. And I was told to leave the meeting after I said, um. That seems like a dumb idea. Why don't we start a second channel?
0: Yeah, <laughs> like say uh, Screen Junkies News. Why don't or we do Screen Junkies like Do? Yeah. I,
1: I think was my idea, and I was it, told to leave the meeting.
0: It was uh, well. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but you know. But I'm you,
1: very proud of those two
0: moments. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and 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 by then you were you were on DC All Access. So I was, it was like you on had, DC All a, he had a good way out. Uh, And I, look, I I had so much fun there. Uh, overall, and there's some great, great folks again still there. So, oh yeah, it, and I, I had, yeah. A, I had a great time too. I'm yeah. not, I'm not malicious or mean. No, or about no, no, no. Like no. Yeah. It's uh, just uh, you know, the, In
1: fact you're the first, barca- first podcast I've
0: ever said was yeah, Well, and I don't, on. I don't go into it much because yeah. I'm trying to be nice. But one person's been removed from the equation exactly, and there's a lot of reasons that was good, and I don't, I don't have a problem saying that. And um, so yeah, it was a weird time, and you and I worked together for about three months. Yeah, it was yeah. a weird time, and it was a we I didn't yeah but but I learned a lot and learned I, I I never ran the show much different than what you did it was like well this was already it, the steam train was yeah. going. In fact, why I remember one time it? I got in trouble. So they were like, well, I, I, this, this, I don't like this script. And I was like, it was like, why did you do this? I was like, this is literally the script I was handed yeah. and have been using and still use to this day. <laughs> you know, I think we made some changes later on just because uh, yeah. you know, Excel got different. Well, yeah. Um, I, and I, at that time, I was lucky enough
1: because there was a time for about five months mm-hmm. Uh, no, seven months. It was a long time where I was literally I was working at Screen Junkies and I was doing DCL Access. Yeah, and I was doing twelve hour days. Yeah, you would to do leave. both jobs.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I remember you would be like you, you would work your 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 stuff, mm-hmm. edit and everything. And again, you're you're editing. You were editing a lot of the graphics and putting mm-hmm. a lot of stuff together for the early movie fight stuff. The the great intro package. In fact, people when you left, yep. people were like, "Where are those intros?" I was like, "The, the guy that could do it left." Yeah, <laughs> yep. I cannot do it. <laughs> um, so and yeah, then you go to DCL Access. With mm-hmm. our with our good mutual uh, buddy, former guest of the show Tiffany Smith, and how did that? Because you were voted onto that show, right? I
1: was. So I found out that D, uh, Blair Herder, who's an yeah. awesome gentleman, um, and I've met a couple times since yeah, then. Great guy. Um, he left the show, and they opened it up to the internet. They yeah. were like, like we're just we're gonna do an internet contest. Whoever enters, and yeah. at the time I wasn't gonna enter because I was like, what are the odds I get the job? Sure, come on. Um, but uh, my wife convinced me mm. to do it. I sent in a video, I got an audition and um the first they brought me on to a test episode. It was yeah. I remember it was me, it was between me and two other people. Yeah. And the test episode that they put me on, they did all these jokes where they put me in a toga and yeah. they did all these jokes like it's like DCL access like I thought it was about Washington DC and politics. <laughs> and I remember walking home from that episode yeah. and telling my wife I was like Oh, I, I lost the job. Yeah, they 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 suckered me. Yeah, that's exactly what they did. I later found out from the producers that they did that to see how I handled it. Uh, and they, they wanted to give me the hardest episode ever. Yeah. And then if I handle it just fine, they were like guaranteed to Feel get the part. job. And I did, I rolled, I roll yeah. with it. I was like, I'm just going to be happy about it. I'm going to do everything as fast as I can. Yeah. But I walked away from that being like, I didn't get it. Yeah. And uh, luckily enough that year uh, on the day before Christmas Eve, they called me up and offered me yeah. the job and gave me the year contract
0: at the time. And it yeah. was awesome. It was just a dream job, dream job come true. And yeah. still is still is. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, I was uh, you know working with Tiff on some stuff back then. I remember, I remember uh, it was happening. You know, yeah. That's, I think that's the first time I really like oh, that, wh- who's guy? Wait, I met that guy. I know yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, that guy. Yeah. Uh, so good on you, man. And and you move on to that to the hosting realm, and you and you're really good at at it. You have a very Thank calming, you. measured presence that I really respect in this crazy sometimes scream a you know movie shouting type of war we're all nerds we all love yeah. stuff
1: there's no point in yelling about it yeah
0: no absolutely You like what you like it's, it's like it's yeah. we
1: come back to the star wars versus star trek that's yeah. why i tell everybody like you can't you can't hate somebody for something yeah. they like because they love it yeah and and we should celebrate that love yeah. you can't we all like different things and we don't all have to like the same thing yeah, it's the fact that we like stuff that matters.
0: Yeah, you know, and it's like in your in your in your twenties or your youth, your utes, your, your crazy utes. You really, 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 really want to, you know? No, my favorite band. And then yeah, a friend of mine once told me, "Because man, by the time you get in your 30s, you don't care. You don't care if you like a pop song. You like a pop song. Yeah, who cares? Just
1: love it." And also, let's say like the idea is like, what difference does it make if Steve over in, in Pennsylvania likes this thing that I don't like? I don't yeah. care. Yeah,
0: I don't. Do I like it? That's all that matters. Yeah. And you that's uh, and that's where I try to take my approach to with like the Star Wars. Thing,
1: I think maybe. that I think that's the reason why I think that's the reason why you and I have always got along. is because yeah. you're we're, you're very calm and zen about it too, and yeah. we're just like whatever man, whatever man, you good know? stuff
0: man. <laughs> um, and then now uh, before we uh, you know I want to get to have the I important. been talking too long? No. Have been Gavin, too long? Is you're that the going problem? good, man? No, 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 no. no. I just want to make sure we get to two big important things. And you're hosting and you're producing, you're editing, you're chasing your dreams from from the farms out in Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to this point now where, where you and your talented wife, Ashley, decide, hey, we're going to create something. We're not just going to talk about it. We're not going to yeah. analyze and pundit it. That's we're right. going to write our own comic. So take me through that process. Well, we always, we, we
1: always wanted to make a comic book, and we've written a couple short stories mm-hmm. in the, this thing called the If Anthology that Alternate Comics puts out. We've okay. been doing that for the last couple of years, uh, and Ashley and I wrote a story in Mark and Draco's Love is Love. We have one mm-hmm. of the pages in there, uh, which I was super honored that he asked me to do. Yeah. Um, I think because I knocked on his door and was like, as soon as he announced it on Facebook, I was like, I've got to be a part of this. I've yeah. got to help you with this. Um, so we decided to do our own comic book. Yeah. Now here's the thing. Making your own comic book is very difficult and we have learned the hard way how to do it now. Okay. Um, but, uh, Ashley had this idea. She said, I've always wanted to write a character called Jupiter jet. Mm-hmm. And she said that to me over dinner once when we were in a restaurant. And as soon as she said it, I was like, she's a 16 year old girl with a jet pack. Right. And she steals from the rich and gives to the poor. And it like, <laughs> And and then I came up with uh, – our series has a twist at the yeah. end of it. And I came up with that initial twist in that first dinner. And from there, we took it to uh, mm-hmm. how to make it a reality. Now, the fun fact of the matter is, is that yeah. we started Jupiter Jet when I was at Screen Junkies. Yeah. And this one fan named Ben Matsuya mm-hmm. drew a piece of art of like me, Dan, Spencer, Mundy, Howe, and he who shall not be named. Right. Um, and I liked it so much that when we were thinking about Jupiter Jet – I reached out to him and I was like, "Hey, do you have sequential pages? Which is the yeah. fancier name for comic books?" Yeah. yeah. And can he's, you tell a story? Can you tell a story? And he said yes. And okay. he gave me pages, and I liked him so much. We hired him to draw five pages for us. We okay. wrote five pages of Jupiter Jet. Right. He drew them for us. They looked amazing. Mm. And then from there, we went to publishers. And we were like, okay. hey, would you want to publish this? Would you unpublish this? We unpublish right. this. And we got a publisher, the amazing Action Lab. They're known for uh, this book called Princeless, you might have heard of. Mm-hmm. And also Molly Danger is yeah. what they're known for. And uh, another one of theirs, Spencer and Locke, just got option for a movie. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so from there they took it, and yeah. uh, we didn't produce anything more than the five pages because I believe very much in the uh, Robert Kirkman yeah. from Walking Dead. He's another indie comics guy, and he yeah. has he has this rule: um, ra- why write issue two if you haven't sold issue one? Right. And I think that's a very like very sage advice. So I follow that advice. Yep. So we were like, why write anything past the five pages yeah. uh, beyond the overall outline if we're n- not being paid for it? Uh, so we went to Action Lab. Action Lab was like, we're going to publish it, but mm. Action Lab was like, you have to create the whole book yourself. We're just going to send it to comic book stores. That's oh, all okay. we're going to do. Uh, and so that's why we ran a Kickstarter earlier this year. Yeah, did that whole thing. Uh, we double funded, which was so great. Nice. Uh, even with the double funding, uh, Ashley and I are still not going to be paid. Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> There's a- dreams children there's the dreams
1: <laughs> it costs way more money than you yeah. ever think it will to 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 but the hard problem about a comic book is is that the writer's job is the easiest job because yep. we can bang out a script and we can say like she's got to fly over a blimp right. over the sky then over the ocean and the lightning strikes and we can do that in seconds right it takes our artist, Ben, a day to draw a page. Right. And that's, and that's legit all across the board. At DC, I've learned that too. Like guys that draw Superman, it takes them a day a page. A fa- right. The fast ones draw a page a day. Right. And then you have to give that page to a colorist yeah. who spends about a day a page coloring it. And then you send it over to a letterer yeah. who generally takes about a week to, to do a whole 22-page book. And all of them, those are their full-time jobs. Right, So you have to pay them. Yes. Because otherwise they're poor. <laughs> for skills. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and so now we're here. Uh, the whole comic book's been done since July, and yeah. through Diamond uh, and Diamond Previews, are the comic, they're the company that put the comic books out in the stores. Right. Uh, we're here looking at the uh, first date. Uh, Jupiter Jet's going to hit comic book shops on December 6th. That's amazing.
0: So yeah. I can go over to Earth, Earth Tour Northridge yeah. and find
1: it. You can. You can order it right now. In yeah. fact, um, if you know anything about independent comics, this is the mm. one thing I'll tell you, and this is yeah. uh, one thing that I've learned uh, from getting to know several people that make independent comic books. Yeah. Uh, you should pre-order your comic books yeah. because that's how comic book shops yes. look at their orders. And when, when somebody walks into their shop and say they walk into the shop and they're like, we want Jupiter Jet. Yeah, um, That comic book shop may have never heard of that book before. Right. But also when that person walks in and says, I want Jupiter Jet, that comic book shop might be like, hmm, mm. Maybe I should buy a couple extra copies of this Jupiter Jet yeah. book because people might want them because that one person walked in. It's like Brian Epstein buying the first Beatles single. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It, it, yeah. it shows them an interest, and so yeah. I, I've learned this uh, now, and it's very important. From uh, I have friends all over the comic book industry now. Uh, pre-ordering comic books really matters. So yeah. uh, even though the book doesn't come out till December sixth, As soon as you hear this podcast, if if if, if, if uh, our sixteen-year-old uh, mm. girl with a jetpack is basically the pitch, it's yeah. Kim Possible meets
0: The Rocketeer. Love it. Um, if that sounds interesting to you, uh, walk to your comic book shop and pre-order it. And, and do it. I'll, I'll, do, I'll go to Earth through Northridge and do that myself. Uh, it, it, it's why, thank pool, you. It's why pull lists are important. Pull lists are important. Pool, but yeah. they're important. It, it, is, uh, it is letting the shop owners know because that, that com- the comic industry is a weird industry and I guess it's easy to think Marvel, DC, big movies, Thors in theaters. It yeah. doesn't necessarily mean the comic book world is is rolling in money.
1: No, they're not. And and that's a big thing is, is that, yeah, pre-order is really massive. To comic books, the uh, comic book industry is one of the few industries mm. where literally you vote with your dollar. Yeah, more so than movies, more so than television. The comic book creator that makes that comic book yeah. feels it and knows the difference
0: when just one person orders their book. See. See out there? Are you listening? Get in your car. Get on your bike. Take the train. Uh, it is really important because uh, you guys—you can hear the effort. So December sixth, December sixth, it yep. hits uh, that be a Wednesday, Comic Book Wednesdays. That's right. And you guys have been working on this really from that first dinner to now. How long is that?
1: Uh, two years. Two years. Two years for
0: one issue. You know, granted, it's the first one, and hey, you know, it's going to be a five-issue miniseries. Oh, so okay, mm-hmm. so all five are mm-hmm. coming out. So you're working yep. on that, but 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 to, you know, from from concept from. Idea from from Ashley's uh, mind and mm-hmm. and you picking up a piece there and to now that's two years uh, of, yeah. of working hard. It's to, it's, it's to chase long. a dream. Uh, It'll so, be
1: crazy. We're actually doing a signing at Earth Two in Sherman Oaks. Sherman it is, Noakes, it's it's my that's my home shop. That's your shop, yeah. Uh, um, and we're gonna do a signing there opening night. And uh, I'm I'm going to tell you I'm going to be a bawling mess as you should uh, because it'll be it'll, it'll, it'll it's, it's just like when I came back from Iraq it'll be that long journey you will be like oh, wow this is something I never thought would
0: happen and yeah. here it is because again you you have succeeded you've had successes here Ashley's had successes there you guys have you know you worked on with the Red Shirt Diaries mm-hmm. together you've you've created and everything it's not like you're coming out of the woodwork and this is our first thing we've ever done but this is uh, something you're going to be able to see on a shelf yeah. In, and that's something going back to your childhood of going into Walmart.
1: Yeah comic, book is the, my, it, yeah, comic books are my first love. Yeah. And so, yeah, this is like the real <laughs> physical birth. Yes. Like, because it's, it's an interesting thing. Another thing I noticed from creating comic books mm-hmm. is, um, so we would write it, we'd see it drawn, we'd see it colored. Yeah. And we'd look at it and we'd be like, God, that art is amazing. God, those colors are great. It didn't become real. hmm until the lettering and the word balloon showed up. Yeah. When those oh, yeah. Word, when those word balloons popped up on that art, you were like, oh, oh. oh, oh, oh this is a comic book. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's this is real. That was the level. And 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 I got to see, we got um, Action Lab to print us some um, exclusives for, like, New York Comic Con and San Diego right. Comic Con, some early ones, because the book's been in the can for a while. Yeah. And we did, like, small limited runs. We only did, like, 100 at each one. Um, so... Mm-hmm but seeing those issues getting to hold those exclusive comic book convention issues even was the same thing you were like yeah. oh my god this baby is real because it yeah. really is a baby yeah and we and we put a lot of work into it and it is the thing like, like comic books have always been my fir- first love so it's it's yeah uh, excuse me it's it's crazy to go from comic fan yeah to now comic creator
0: absolutely yeah it it is uh it, you know I, it's, it's 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 different but same my love of pro wrestling and all that stuff, and then I actually wrestled in a match, and it's a sloppy, uh, hard- hardcore match. I get put through a table, blah, blah, blah. But the match got printed. The results got printed in Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Whoa, dude. Which I had grown up reading yeah. as a child and seeing, oh, Hulk Hogan defeated Macho. Well, and so I have that clipped out, you know, and it's like... Oh, that happened. Do you still have it? I still have it. I have a picture of it somewhere. Oh, that's great. Um, I've dude. moved and everything's in boxes now. But yeah, so I know I know what you're mm-hmm. meaning where where yeah, I've 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 got podcasts and this and I've had a lot of fun and I've got this and I, you know, but that that connects to a a history yeah. that's in your heart.
1: Well I've always I've always had the life goal. I've mm-hmm. always had the life goal that um I've always said I could die happy. Mm-hmm. If I can walk into a comic book store mm-hmm. and see my name on a Superman comic book. There you now, go. I haven't gotten there yet. Not there yet. But, like, forget everything else I ever do in my life. Yeah. If I get that one issue with my name on a Superman comic book, yeah. like, I could die the next day and I'd be like, I did it. I don't want you to, yep. but I want you
0: to have that feeling. <laughs> um, I'm dying the next day after that comic book. So, I, I actually, <laughs> Jason Inman died happy. Um, like a Wes Anderson ending of a movie. Yep. It was so Slow motion British pop song. Whatever. Plays. Yeah, David Bowie yeah, song yeah, comes yeah, on. Yeah, whatever. The kinks play. I can be heroes. Yeah. <laughs> Just for one day. Um, so. I want to close on this there, because all of this together, you've told a fascinating mm-hmm. story. I love what Was you've Was it shared. fascinating? No, I love what you've shared. I and always feel self-conscious about uh, going uh, on a podcast and talking about my life. Sure, so. no, absolutely. Yeah. Look, but it's, in a weird, it's a weird time, but we connect, and, and your story, uh, I'm sure there's someone else there on a farm somewhere listening, or someone so. who, who, who serves a, a tour of duty or is about to and still is thinking beyond that. You're, you're going to find, you're going to connect to something with your open honesty here, but you've told this fascinating story from the, from the plains of Kansas to to Iraq to creating and it all comes together in what you do every year which is why again mm-hmm. why I wanted you to be on last year and it and it didn't work out because I uh, was lazy as a podcaster um, you uh, and you got your podcast you know geek history lesson mm-hmm. you're doing that with, with with Ashley that that stuff's great um, but you're doing this donate your comics to soldiers drive as you do every year Yeah, and you're working with operation gratitude again yeah. this year. Did you work with them last year? Uh, last year. Yeah. Last I, year. I didn't do it the first year. First so. year. Yeah. So this is your third year. And there I've done charity comedy shows for operation gratitude. Um, my friend Tom Connolly interviewed on this uh, channel, walked across America for operation gratitude. Oh, that's great. Um, a couple of years ago. So, uh, that's a great, Great organization. What they do for those who don't know, they they package personalized mm-hmm. care boxes and send them to the soldiers overseas. So it's it's not just a generic. And, and even the soldiers here and they also do yeah, this yeah. they do this great thing too that
1: I didn't know until I started working with them on the comic drive. Um they will send care packages to military families that say mm-hmm. like one of the parents are deployed. And oh, wow. they will send like gifts to the kids as if it's presents from
0: the deployed uh, uh, parent. Right, right. Which I is amazing. Not, I did not know that. amazing. I did not know that. I thought it was just, uh, I've been working with them off and on, you know, through my friend Lucentini mm-hmm. and for, for a few years now. So they've grown too. Yeah. Like I remember like the one millionth box was packaged. Oh, kind of yeah, yeah. So it's fashion and stuff. And again, it's personalized. It's not just, you know, a soldier in Kuwait doesn't open a, a box and get, chocolates in a Sears catalog. He gets something personalized Mm -hmm. and something there. So because of that and in connecting, it's a perfect thing to connect with. You're doing this comic for soldiers. So explain that. Tell, tell everyone. So yeah, this is the
1: third year. It's the, the Jawan comic drive for soldiers. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, three years ago, um, really wanted to help somehow help mm-hmm. uh, my, my brothers and my sisters that are out there, every military yep. serviceman out there. And I came up with this idea that um, I liked comic books, yep. and I can remember getting a care package mm. uh, when I was overseas in Iraq, and it actually had a comic book in there. right And I, I remember, too, um, when I was over in Iraq, I was kind of done with comic books. Sure. I was kind of over them. I'd gotten to that point in my life and I was right, like, right. well, I'm t- I'm, I don't think I'm going to read these anymore. Yeah. I'm
0: an adult. I'm um, in the military. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I remember I got a comic book and it actually kind of sparked me to come back. Gotcha. And, and I actually remember I, I asked my family, I was like, I got one of the comic books and it was ultimate X-Men was one of them. Yeah. And I was like, Hey, um, can you, just, can you, subscribe to this comic book and then send me the issues. I, right. I, I kind of want to read. I want to keep, I wanna it, keep yeah. up with what's going on. And um, that kind of sparked my life. So um, I started the drive. Uh, I originally teamed up with an organization called Comics for Soldiers. And then mm. last year, I teamed up with Operation Gratitude because the first year I did the drive, mm. uh, we had a goal of 10,000 comic books and we got something like 35,000 comic wow. books. So we blew through the goal. I overwhelmed the original organization, right. uh, which was just a nice lady in her house in Indiana. Um, <laughs> so the second year, I teamed up with Operation Gratitude because I needed somebody with a warehouse and Operation Gratitude was on board and this whole idea is that I set a goal uh this year of twenty-two thousand comic books. Yeah. And it's the idea that from November first to November thirtieth, uh if we all collectively can send twenty-two thousand comic books to Operation Gratitude, yeah. that would give them enough comic books for the entire year mm-hmm. to put in these care packages. Right. And last year uh the goal was twenty thousand. I think we hit thirty-seven thousand wow. last year. So we've always beat our goal, which is amazing. Right. And um, I got, I heard that last year, some of the troops were blown away when they got comic books inside yeah. their care packages. They were surprised. Yeah. And operation gratitude is really proud about this. They're excited to do this again. So this year we're doing it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're trying to get 22,000 and DC comics who I've asked every year. And I've always been like, Hey, um, I know I work, I for, you I work for you guys. I do this thing. You don't have to give to it. I understand yeah. every year. DC comics has donated every year. Wow. DC comics has always been like, yes, we want to do it. And yeah. yes, we want to kick it off. Great. Um, the first year they gave, uh, uh they can they gave 3000 the first year mm. the second year they gave 5000 mm. this year uh dc publisher dan the dio personally uh helped me kick off the drive and he gave 10000 oh, comic wow. books um, yeah. So he kicked. He all, almost hit us to halfway right out of the gate, which right. was fantastic. And so I'm just asking everybody out there mm. if you have some comic books on your shelf. Also, if you just have some comic books in your long boxes, yeah. Um, as long as they're not dusty and torn apart, mm. believe me, it doesn't matter whether the comic books are new. it They can also be graphic novels. Yeah. They will be appreciated because yeah. it's something different. It's something cool. And there are nerds in the. If there's one thing you've learned about this podcast, there yeah. are there are nerds in the military. There's nerds in the military. Yeah. Uh, John Roca, myself. <laughs> <laughs> we're all there um and um so yeah i mean yeah. should i give out the details right now uh, yeah or? give
0: it give it out because uh we're, we're doing this you know this podcast is up right now uh the drive is a it's just a couple days in really about a weekend about a weekend yeah so the november 30th is the deadline mm. the the easiest way to find it is there's a video on my channel okay.
1: youtube.com slash jawin that's j-a-w-i-i-n also my twitter at mm. jawin um, I have the video parked at the top of my Twitter. I also have the yep. video parked at the top of my YouTube. So all of these details that I'm about to tell you were yep. going to be there and probably in a maybe easier fashion. Right. Uh, they're all written there. But the basic thing is, is that you want to box and ship your comics and the donation form to Operation Gratitude. Then that is... 21100 Lassen Street, Chatsworth, California, 91311. If you're in the LA area, you can actually just drop them off. Yeah. They will take them. But the second step that's more important is to uh, send a picture of your comics and the number of books you're donating to jawencomicdrive at gmail.com. Now that's important because. Operation Gratitude doesn't count the comic books. Right. I'm responsible for counting the comic yeah. books. So you could you could donate ten thousand yeah. comic books to Operation Gratitude, yeah. and then if you don't email me my count, yeah. I could be like, "Well, <laughs> the comic drive failed this year, <laughs> we don't know. and we didn't, and we failed." Okay. Um, uh, but I'm also glad that. Uh, you reached out to me to do this podcast because, mm-hmm. um, right now we're at 11,000. Okay. Uh, and I don't know, you know, it could be the times are tough for people. We're, yeah. we're, we're a little bit slower than when we okay. are in the pr- previous two years. So I kind of hope we can kind of pick up yeah, uh, and do other stuff like that. And also, um, another thing that's appreciated is, uh, comic companies exist on the internet they exist yeah. on twitter um share the video to them reach out right. to them i've reached out to them as well but um sometimes you know giant corporations are slow to react so fan, if they fan pressure can help yeah, yeah fan pressure can help but um i really hope we do it it's one of the best things i do every year and um just one comic book if all you're going to send in is one comic book that can make such a huge difference to a yeah. soldier it makes an impact it makes a big deal
0: absolutely i've uh, i've got a, i've got a box over here a long box about halfway full um um i'm i'm making some tough cuts you know oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not just mm-hmm. giving the ones that i'm not <laughs> reading i'm like all right Someone else, could you're like I'm going to give him some it. ambush bug. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm going to donate here. I'm going to do my count and uh, definitely be a part of it. So you guys out there, uh, make a difference. It's something, uh, you know, something good. Uh, the, the times are tough. There's a lot of. Places to put your energy and your drive and your desire to help. There's a lot of places, but consider what Jason's doing because it comes from the heart. It comes from experience. It comes from a man out there uh, doing uh, driving down suicide alley. For God's sake, suicide mile, suicide Sorry. mile uh, <laughs> down, by, and down suicide alley. Sui- <laughs> uh, <you know, laughs> There's a lot of them. A lot of them. You know, and the suicide squad. And, and suicide squad. So, <laughs> so it comes from the heart, and and I really want you guys to consider helping. And uh, like you said, go to uh, go where does jawin come from oh jawin is uh, that's, that's a funny story yeah. um so jawin is the first
1: two letters of all three of my names because my name is jason william inman
0: gotcha and i
1: came up with that in high school yeah because i had an art project where i was like hey you need to design your own company and i was like what's the way that i can say my name without being pretentious <laughs> and i know this isn't true yeah and you can probably tell this is not true but When I was in high school, I read some article that said that that was the way that George came up with Obi-Wan Kenobi. Was, uh, really was that he took up a he took a relative's name and like
0: took the first two letters of their name or that something like makes that makes some sense uh yeah that with george yeah was na- or named after his dog you know, yeah, some, you know? <laughs> now no <I>, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I don't i have yeah
0: so i I'll took that same up. thing and i did that to my own I name Love it. so uh what would yours be would, uh it would be so k e a l n a k kill kill not kill that's see, that sounds like a star wars name yeah kill it does sound
1: like yeah so that so that's where Jawin came from. Gotcha. Uh, and it just kind of has stuck and I've just kind of yeah. kept it because it's an easy way to, yeah. to, and also it, it helps me out because in terms of like Gmail and Hotmail and stuff like that, I'm always the first one. Well, was
0: there. Always oh, there. Yeah. That's it. Follow him at Jawin and go check out Jupiter Jet. You can follow that Jupiter Jet comic. You can you can look at at Jupiter Jet comic online and go down to your shop, order, and consider donating. Jason, seriously, thank you. You opened up. You shared some great stuff. You have a good story to tell. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, if you
1: want to help out the comic drive, it's uh, it's the perfect way. I, like, it's not asking for money. Yeah. It's it's asking for for you to give up something nerdy you love mm-hmm. to a cause that I think we can all get up behind, and yeah. that's supporting the United States soldiers.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It is a good cause, cause indeed. So, Jason, from the Kansas farm to the big time in L.A., appreciate you coming in and sharing your Thank story you, man. here on the NapSuck Files. Guys, you can follow me at Ken Knapsack. iTunes is where you can find us and subscribe, rate, and review. But don't forget, the NapSuck Files is also on Stitcher. It is on Podomatic. It's home. And Google Drive now, or Google not do well, Google, you can go to, you can Google go. You can go to Play? my Google Drive and Google Play. And then TuneIn. You can check out TuneIn right, right now. It does have a, a mobile version as well. And uh, I have a Patreon page. Patreon.com slash The Files. That's it, guys. We'll see you next time on The Napsack Files.